ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. And in today's episode, we're doing a special crossover episode with one of my favorite podcasts, How Many, which feature two of my closest friends, Junior and Bob. Hello. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. So, Junior, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? I'm Junior, otherwise known as Mexican Junior. And I feel like this is almost like when Family Guy showed up on The Simpsons. Very high-end <laughs> yeah, crossover. How many is definitely the Family Guy. That's very... <laughs> and we also have Bob Land. Yes, uh, I'm Bob and... Uh, Lukewarm Tallboy, nailing the triple Lindy. Uh, <laughs> so, um, this is a one of our Jackson Cage match episodes. Shout out to the guys that... Bruce Springsteen's The Alphabet, um, as I've told the story before, when they were discussing, um, they go through every Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. ABC! And when they got to Jackson Cage, they said, how did Jesse Jackson not name his podcast Jackson Cage? Yeah, it would totally fit. Yeah, and so I said, well, why don't I do Jackson Cage matches where you will pick two Bruce Springsteen songs that are both beloved or held in high regard and debate that. So we've talked Born to Run and Thunder Road, um, and we've done, um, you know, other songs. So Junior and Bob are casual Springsteen fans. <laughs> Definitely Springsteen best. neophytes. Well, no, I, I, I'm I more of a Springsteen fan than Junior, I would say. Yes. Junior, I know more of his deep cuts. What is Bruce's biggest Hit. Uh, probably born in the USA. No, you no, always no, say Dancing in the Dark. No, no, no Glory on, Days. Come on, dude. Junior, come on. What, is, what do you always say is his biggest hit? <laughs> Santa Claus is yes. coming to town. Thank you. There is go. obviously his best and biggest hit. Um, Such a whip. No, it's a great song. I <laughs> every time I go to a concert, Junior's like, "Well, what did he do after he did Santa Claus is coming to town?" <laughs> he, he dropped the mic and walked off yes. stage. Uh, so that's down. Junior's favorite Springsteen song. Yes. My favorite Springsteen song isn't even on a Springsteen album, okay? And what is it? The Fever, oh. okay? See, so that right there shows I'm more... His ode to Pringles, w. obviously, right? Pringles? Pringles Fever? Yeah, Flavor That is, uh, by the way, um, Mitch Slater, who has been on the show several times, that is his favorite Springsteen oh, song. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, so that is, that is very obscure. And, and they got and, a good Clarence Clemens vocal interjection yes. in there too so in the middle of the song does he say I have a fever and the only prescription is more Springsteen no but Clarence <laughs> Clemens who by the way ticket hosts murdered um, yes. <laughs> he goes on there like he got the fever got the fever for that girl like real low you yes know. he does okay I'll take it your is, word for it it is a good song definitely a B-side yeah it's really long though but it's deep good deep cut yeah. so it is very um, deep cut so in the spirit of I I wanted these guys to join me um, to talk about Dancing in the Dark and Glory Days. These are Bruce's um, 
Radio Friendlies. Radio Friendlies, both from the Born in the USA album. Uh, both of them big hits. Jesse was smart to pick two of what I think Bruce Springsteen has of five hits. <laughs> yes. Now, I, one of these songs I like, one of these songs I don't like. What about you? I, I am a casual fan of both. Do you like one better than the other? I definitely like Dancing in the Dark better than Glory okay, Days. Okay, so let's hold on. So let's, um, so um, like I said, both of them, um, the uh, well-known, um, we're going to kind of debate them. We'll start with, um, we'll start with Dancing in the Dark and then we'll go to Glory Days and kind of talk about it. So... Catchy tune, great video, very young Courtney Cox getting on stage. Um, and as far as MTV video play goes, I, that's one of the very first music videos I can recall from Bruce Springsteen. Um, would you agree with that? That as far as MTV videos... I mean, that was probably one of his biggest mainstream And his hits. first. I mean, I don't remember a video prior to uh, Dancing in the Dark that Bruce Springsteen put on MTV. Well, I mean, that album, there was like... I'm on, I'm on fire. Well, no, that was the first hit. The story behind Dancing in the Dark is Born in the USA was ready. It was done. And um, John Landau, who was his manager, said, we we need a single. 
we need a song that can lead us. And so uh, the legend is that Bruce went wrote Dancing in the Dark, and um, Landau said, yes, that's what I was looking for. So, Bob, do you want to give us a little bit of Dancing in the Dark if you were doing this at a karaoke uh, bar? such a reduction. Such a reduction. Um, the, this gun's high. It was Springsteen's uh, first true video. Um, they've certainly done clips of um, like concert videos of Rosalita and other oh, yeah. things, but uh, Dancing in the Dark was kind of the first ones that were done. Um, I think, um, I don't know if he ever liked the video very much. He probably didn't even like the song. It sounds like the record company kind of forced him to get something out there. And it, it, I bet you if if you were to ask, I mean, you would know better than me. If you yeah. were to ask where Dancing in the Dark ranks just to Bruce, he would probably be like, oh, that's one of my worst songs I really don't like very much. Especially since he's probably had to play it over and over and over and over. So, um, it is a song that he plays almost every night when he performs. Well, you got to give the people what they want, right? Well, like, um, no, he doesn't do Glory Days. He doesn't do Born in the USA. Famous story. Um, I, was at the Houston, I was at a Houston concert in 2014. Um, he played his normal little over three hours. And uh, we were, and it was an outside venue. They were at the Woodlands in Houston. And so we're outside, and Linda's gone to the restroom, and I'm waiting outside, and this very drunk lady... It, is it over? <laughs> yeah, show's over. But but he didn't do Born in the USA. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do Born in the USA all the time. I mean, but if I... his biggest hit. Yeah, I would be saying the exact... Give me the singles. Like I need the three, singles. Could you not fit it in in three hours of yeah, answers? Yeah, of all of the... Two and a half hours of B-sides, you couldn't fit Born in the USA somewhere in there. Got to give the people what they Is want. That dismissive? Two and a half hours of B-sides? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. You're not winning over many listeners of these. No, no, this, this is what we want. Um, so, um, so that's why I like Dancing in the Dark. Now, as far as charts go, where does Dancing in the Dark fall in terms of his biggest uh, hits financially and in terms of being on the um, top of the charts? It is one of his biggest hits. You know, Bruce has never had a number one hit. Wow, that's on surprising. The, on, the, on the top 40 What's chart. the highest he got? Three? Um, I, I should have done this research ah. before. But yes, uh, Dancing in the Dark was his number, is the biggest oh, one. Okay. And uh, it's because a Prince song blocked him. It never ah. got in there. Um, so, which, which one was it? Probably Purple Rain or When Doves Cry. Mm-hmm. That's around that Purple Rain era. Yeah. Makes sense. Or let's get crazy Mm -hmm. or something. Um, So, and um, according to Rolling Stone magazine, a few years ago they ranked the 100 best Bruce Springsteen songs. It ranked number 22. Yeah, see, so I'm not alone in my Mm -hmm. opinion that Dancing in the Dark is Um, one one of his better ones. One of the things he does in the shows is um, when he... They play the song, and then when he reaches the point where Courtney Cox in the video, he does bring an audience member to dance with him. Ah, so okay. Recreating is, the magic. Yes, and it has been... Well, and the story is he did that before um, Courtney Cox had... You know, before... That's why they did it on the video, because he had done that. And um, one of the things that they liked 
So people bring signs saying, I want to dance with Bruce and different signs. Um, so, you know, he usually brings someone up and it's a different person, um, you know, at every concert and a different sign. Um, so that's, and that's one of the things that people on the pit want to do. They want to get on stage, obviously, and dance with Bruce. And then they have started over these last few years to um, actually, um, I want to dance with Susie, or I want to dance <laughs> with Susie as the violin player, or can I dance with Jake? Who now, is... was, did Jennifer Aniston sign ask for Max Weinberg, or who was <laughs> yeah. she holding her? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he doesn't even know who Max Weinberg is. I have no idea. Who is he that? is the drummer of the E Street Band. Okay, is that the one that just died with the milky eye? No, and he was he was <laughs> Conan O'Brien's band leader for like fifteen years. Yes. You're not selling me here on the popularity okay. of Max right. Weinberg. It sounds like a studio movie. Donald Miller says he's the cockiest drummer in rock and roll. So I did just go ahead and pull up a little Max bit. Max Weinberg. Oh wow! I have not heard that. <laughs> in terms of. Billboard charts, like you said, it peaked at number two in 1984. Yes. Um, Glory Days peaked at number five in 1985. So, from a chart standpoint, I have you beat already. Now, Jerry Jones did an interesting cover of... uh, Glory Hole Days, I think (laughs) was his. Glory (laughs) Hole. Let me go. Now, sandwiched in between Glory Days and Dancing in the Dark as his biggest... Chart topping hits. Born what would you USA. guess? I would is guess Born two? in the USA. You'd be wrong. I'm on fire. You'd be wrong. Oh. And wow, we stumped. Uh, stumped Hungry, Hungry Heart. Heart. Hungry, Hungry Heart. Heart. Yes. Peak now, at number Hungry five. Hungry Heart is a great song. Peak yeah. at number five. The Ramones. Wow, I can't imagine them saying, Everybody's got a hungry heart. Oh, One, two, three, four. Everybody's got a hungry heart. <laughs> <laughs> It's too bad that this is not a visual medium. Yes, we So that way everybody could see oh, Bob seizing. Yeah, everybody could see you doing a siege um, there. My Joey Ramone yeah. was funny. Now, after Glory Days, his next biggest hit, any guesses? It's got to be Born in the USA, right? No. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's my hometown, or um, I think, you know, it's one of the... I, I would think it's most of the Born in the USA... Songs cover me. Born to Run? Nope. No. Nope. Actually, number four in terms of his highest chart topping hits, Brilliant Disguise in 1987, peaked at number five. I oh, love wow. Brilliant Disguise a lot. That was, That's one yeah. of my, yeah. Number five on his highest chart toppers, I'm on Fire, peaked at number six. <laughs> yes. That's another um, video where he acted a little. Yeah. He, was, he was a mechanic. Yes. Right? Hey, little yeah. bro, is your mom yeah. home? Cheeks. She's soaking wet up. <laughs> so, um, you like Dancing in the Dark. Because... I just need that stuff. Young Larry Bird. And... <laughs> Dang old Larry Bird. She's soaking wet. Um, you know, you like for the, the video and the sound. Um, I think if you... I also think that the music does not... It serves the song well, but I think if... You listen to the lyrics. There's a lot more going on than See, what this pop song. That sings. was the point I was going to make about the song. I don't like "Dancing in the Dark," but I think there is a version of that song that yeah. could be so much better. Like, <laughs> like a folksy version. Well, yeah, it's just without the synth and all yeah. the. It, yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, I, it has that '80s synth that I'm always drawn to. This is not so yeah. you know. Synth I is always an icon of my youth. So right. I always get drawn to synth. That's why I like all of that Euro dancey yeah, SG music. That's not Springsteen. 
So I get up in the evening, I've got nothing to say. I come home in the morning, I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. Hey there, baby, I could just use a little help. You know, I, as I got older, I kind of thought maybe dancing in the dark was a euphemism for something else. Just kind of like uh, yes, like uh, the Billy Idol song. Yes. Dancing with myself, yes. which really yes. is a euphemism. <laughs> yeah. And I do think it is because, you know, he goes, message keeps getting clearer, radio's on, and I'm moving around the place. I check my look in the mirror. I want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. Classy-eyed. Man, I ain't getting nowhere. I'm just living in a dump like this. There's something happening somewhere. Baby, I just know that there is. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Which I think does feed to your theory that this may be something about else. But I do think, especially as an adolescent... Um, except for Bob, who always liked his hair because a girl once told him your hair was your best feature. It was it was a speech <laughs> class when my I was a freshman in high school and the class was all seniors. I was the only freshman in there, and there was one exercise where the instructor said, "Okay, you have to write one thing you like about every other person in the class," and it was like unanimous. All anybody put on there, especially the girls, was my hair. And this was in college or high school? No, high said? school. This was, and it was like 1980. So this was at your height of uh, your John Elway look, basically. So, but, and by the way, thank you for sharing that story. Um, I do think that, especially as an adolescent, I want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. All of us have yeah. felt that way. Yeah. That I'm not happy with anything I look at myself. And, I'm 50 years old and I still feel Yes, exactly. That. And just to get back to... Jesse's reading of those lyrics. That's how I envision you doing that song at a karaoke hot, bar. Hot, hot, stuff, okay. stuff, stuff. I just want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. <laughs> <laughs> we, speaking of which, we need to get Jesse out for karaoke. Yes, that would be, that would be specifically fun. to do Bruce Springsteen. Yes, now, okay, if you, which Bruce Springsteen song would you do at karaoke if you could only do one? Obviously, Santa Claus is coming to town would be his number one pick. It's his biggest saying, right? Um... Boy, that's a good question. I, I would... Um, Thunder Road? Yeah, Thunder Road probably. Though, if, for the, if the crowd was feeling it, I might do Glory Days. Ah, all right. So, which is a good segue. Um, that's a good karaoke song. Yes, it Glory is. Days. Yeah, because it, it's, it's easy to sing. It's got memorable lyrics. I like Glory Days. I just don't Glory like Days it as much so much better Dancing, than Dancing in the Dark. In the dark.
made my case i just i just it just has a better tempo sound the lyrics are i mean if you, reading the lyrics to dancing in the dark there's a lot of depth there yeah. but glory days it's just it's a fun it's it's nostalgic it's just puts you in a good mood whenever you hear it that opening riff you know Hey, let's keep keep it coming. <laughs> so Bob has been on Set Leslie Bruce before. Yes. We were talking about 80s, and we did cover that in in our mind, Glory Days is a song that is almost overplayed proof, I think is how you put it. That because even though it gets played all the time, there's something about the joy and the energy. That when you hear that song, you kind of perk up and smile. It is a very yeah. happy, positive. But yeah, and Jesse's right. It's a song that, no matter how many times I hear it, I don't get tired of it. There are certain songs like Centerfold, Jay Giles Band. Never get tired of that song. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Never get tired of that song. But Dancing in the Dark. Oh my God. Born in the USA. Oh my God. I cannot hear those anymore. <laughs> but Glory Days. It's it's overplay proof. I will I will tell you. Born in the USA kind of grinds on me after all. If I had to listen to that song five times in a row, yeah. by the, the by the end of it, notes, it's such a tune out. By the end of it, by the end of it, I would be sick of it. But I don't feel that way about Dancing in the Dark. Okay. I, I I could listen to that song five times in a row and still be okay. So back to Dancing in the Dark, then we'll go back to Glory Days. Um, one of the jokes I make is um, so there is the scene, um, you know, the way. Dancing in the Dark goes, there's an instrumental, and then um, there's a saxophone solo, and that's when Bruce brings the person up. So when Jake starts, or Clarence, God rest his soul, but now then Jake, pays the song, he keeps doing the solo while Bruce is looking through the side, <laughs> trying to pick up someone, then he's dancing. And so I asked, does Jake ever go, okay, let's speed it up here? You know, <laughs> Starts of, running out of breath. Yeah. So, hey, we'll go say, ahead and uh, cue up the the uh, lip sync version of the saxophone yeah. so I can go I ahead and take a break the here. the saxophone solo is the best part of that song. Though. Okay, That's, all right. Next. No, the synth is obviously the best part of so, that song. So um, the, there is a famous saying, the first... Um, the first verse did happen. I had a friend who was a big baseball player back in high school. He could throw that speed ball by you, make you look like a fool boy. I saw him the other night at this roadside bar. Roadside bar. I was walking in. He was walking out. We went back inside, sat down, had a few drinks. But all he kept talking about was 
Corey Days. Karaoke Jesse is making an appearance. So <laughs> Bruce, Bruce has said that did happen. That happened to him. The second verse he said could have happened. And that picture, you Darvish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Childhood friend of Bruce yes. Springsteen. Well, there's a girl that lives up the block. Back in school, she could turn all the boys' heads. Sometimes on a Friday, I'll stop by and have a few drinks after she puts her kids to bed. Her and her husband, Bobby, well, they split up. Guess it's two years gone by now. We just sit around talking about the old times. She says when she feels like crying, she starts laughing, thinking about glory days. So is the song just about reliving your youth? Yes. And, okay, Absolutely. so it doesn't have any deeper right. uh, depression-y then, meaning yeah. like Dancing in the Dark does or I... You Hate Your Body. I'm all about nostalgia. Yes. So that's why I love that song is the yeah. the past is way better than now. In hearing now in hearing that sucks. In hearing that second <laughs> verse, it almost sounds like this person broke up this lady's marriage in a way. Does, yeah. <laughs> um and then the last verse is and there is a um there is a kind of forgotten verse that was about his dad working in a plant. And that very he never plays that. He it's not on any official release. So the last verse is, now I think I'm going to go down to the well tonight and I'm going to drink till I get my fill. And I hope when I get old, I don't sit around thinking about it, but I probably will. Yeah, just sitting back trying to recapture a little of the glory of. Well, time slips away and leaves you with nothing, mister, but boring stories of glory days. Now that is in the song. That yeah, verse. that is yeah, the verse yeah. that makes the song. And I... I use this a lot, um, you know, when you guys were talking about the Spurs run segment, you know, I'll put glory days and hit a blink <laughs> and you guys immediately laugh. Yeah. Um, it, you know, in, in his last thing, he said that the third verse definitely will happen. Um, but he knows he will sit around thinking about it, and it is. So, um, Which song do you like better of those two? So I think it's a good discussion. I think the Glory Days video is a better video than the Dancing it, in the Dark video. Isn't it just them playing in a bar or something? Yes, and yeah. but you The have, guy from The Sopranos is, like, saddling up to him. Okay, first off, a little sleep. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from The Sopranos. <laughs> yes. No, um, sir, he's the guy from Lilyhammer. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, the Olympic City? And the drummer that you do not know max weinberg you know spins the guitar you know he spins his drumstick and bangs it and yeah. little steven's playing the mandolin both of springsteen's wives are in there um an ex and a current yes julie phillip was his wife when they recorded it played a waitress oh and uh, his current wife, Patty, was singing with the band. So I'll need to do both. some research on how hot those two were. Well, Julianne Phillips is, was nice piece back in the day. Yeah, well, let me look it up. Julianne Phillips nude. No, okay. <laughs> this is wrong audience for... Wrong audience for that. Um, I would pick Glory Days because of what you're saying. I win. Because of the just... It, I don't get very tired. Of it. I do get tired. Of it. I love okay. that energy. That is that's a subjective opinion. Is there any actual metrics to decide well, what this was the is bigger our hit? Opinion. Now, uh, Rolling Stone, which um, we talked about, yeah. had you know they had a selection of critics and they picked um, "Dancing in the Dark" was number twenty-two on their list of hundred greatest Bruce Springsteen yeah. songs. Glory Days, sixty-six. Ah, see, sixty-six. Who was born in 66? 
I rest my case. The critics agree with me. They know music. Um, if we if we were to go by highest chart toppers, we already looked at it, and Dancing in the Dark was higher yes. than Glory Days. It was a bigger hit. Dancing in the, yes. yes, the Dancing in the Dark was a bigger hit. Which too. supports my theory. We're taking just opinion out of it, if we're looking at hard numbers, which is I'm very analytical that way. Just looking at the hard numbers of where it ranks among critics, where it ranks among you know financial success, Dancing in the Dark wins out. Does it not? Well, and. In the spirit of this cage match, we I don't necessarily look at the numbers. This is a which song, and it comes down to a personal connection. For example, Born to Run and Thunder Road, we had that discussion. How do you pick between, which are arguably, if you exclude Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> most beloved songs? Now, which do you pick? When you, how many, as of now, 30, 40 shows? How many have you so done? So I've only done... Um, I think I'm up to 16. Okay. Do these both get played most no. of the time? He plays Dancing in the Dark almost every show, but he very seldom plays Glory Days. And that was what was cool about the Dallas Free Show that he did for the NCAA Double Tournament. The tournament is because it was a very generic audience he yeah. knew that this wasn't a hardcore he played a lot of hits oh, okay. and so, so he played both songs so again that shows you even bruce prefers to do dancing well, in the well what, I would, what I would have been curious about was if he did play them both somewhat regularly which one got a bigger response from the crowd yeah. but glory days probably would just because he doesn't play it as often it's like right. oh hey we're well, getting here. but if it was a non-hardcore bruce crowd yeah, it was just were, a yeah, generic yeah, crowd. Yeah, I think well, non-Springsteen. But the other thing like going for Glory Days is, you know, he played that on David Letterman's last show on NBC. Oh yeah. Yeah, he played that, and that is an epic performance. He played with um, Schaefer and the band, and they did Glory Days. This was so he he played it, and then Letterman asked, "Why didn't you do Dancing in the Dark?" Is that... <laughs> <laughs> So I see we are not changing your opinion. No, no. Absolutely. And what we need to do probably is get some kind of poll up and running with uh, the set lusting Bruce crowd so they can be the deciders. Right. Because just doing it from a metric standpoint, looks like I'm ahead. It's good. I mean, I think it's probably going to be people just like one or the other. Yeah. It's dealer's choice. But if yeah. I had a pick... Um, I would, I would pick Glory Days. Very nice. Yeah. So you're outvoted. So this time... Since you guys didn't agree with my opinions, you both can go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But we all know the important thing is that Santa Claus is coming to town. Would obviously win as far as the greatest Springsteen song of all time. Although I wouldn't sell I'm on fire short um, just because of the sheet soaking wet part. You love wet sheets. <laughs> all right, so... Um, Junior, if someone wants to reach you to tell you that you're totally wrong, uh, or to tell you you're absolutely right that Dancing in the Dark is better of the two songs, how you, can they reach you? You can reach me at Metzkin underscore Junior on Twitter, even though I log into Twitter maybe once a year, but I'll still look at your feedback as soon as I get around to it. Or you could send me the more traditional email at MetzkinJunior at Hotmail or MetzkinJunior at gmail.com. All right. And Bob, yeah, I am on Twitter at LukewarmTallBoy. Funny, Funny story. story. <laughs> um, and I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. You can reach the show at Set Lusting um, Bruce on Twitter. 
Um, we want to know what you think. Share it with us. And uh, Bob Jr., thank you so much for joining me on this. And if you think we were funny or you found this mildly amusing, please go to our How Many podcast and check it out where we have this kind of classic banter all the time. Um, so I'm going to end with my old man worked 20 years on the line and they let him go. Now everywhere he goes out looking for work, they just tell him he's too old. I was nine years old and he was working at the Ford plant assembly line. Now he just sits on a stool down at the Legion Hall, but I can tell what's on his mind. And I think we understand why Bruce cut that line. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a deleted? That is the deleted, deleted scene. chapter. Okay. And I'm like, boy, that brings the song down. Yeah, it's not as uh, feel-goody anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to, I like my clothes, my hair, my face. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, it sounds like something that was going through Bud Dwyer's head yeah, as soon as he got go on the stage. And tighten the noose tonight. <laughs> yes. So thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. How many, how many, how many? How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hoo, hoo, hee, ho, fa, hee, hee, ha. All right. What did I get up to? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.